From Duck Creek Technologies, it's Conversations on the Creek, the podcast series where we interview thought leaders about how the latest insure tech is transforming the PNC insurance industry. Whether you work in underwriting, sales and marketing, claims, or an insurer's IT department, in each episode, we uncover the insights you need to create the new standard of insurance. I'm Rob Savitsky. In today's episode, I'm super excited to be joined by Scott Field, our Senior Director of Product Management, who share his perspective on how running Evergreen Technologies is impacting the PNC insurance industry. Scott, how's it going today? I'm having a great day. Excited to, to be here with you, Rob. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking time out of your day to, to come on this episode. So uh, to kick things off, um, I think you know we've all recognized over the years that the insurance industry has certainly evolved in how uh, core systems are deployed. Um, we've seen that shift from legacy mainframes to more modern on-prem systems to greater adoption of the cloud and software as a service. And despite these improvements, a recent report uh, you know, came out that showed that IT spend uh, more than 40% of their IT budgets on IT maintenance budget that is taking away from completing digital transformation initiatives. And so that being said, my question is, what are evergreen technologies and how can they help carrier IT teams shift away from just keeping the lights on, doing all of this maintenance work uh, to actually partnering with the business on more strategic initiatives? So when we say the word evergreen, you know, what, what we really mean are solutions that are designed to evolve with your business and it, which is in contrast to the previous generations of technology that were solutions that were not kind of by design, but, but sort of by default designed to wear out. Um, the mainframe era has definitely lasted longer than anyone expected. You know, there's still a lot of AS 400s and, and older um, implementations of core systems out there, even then than modern implementations. But for the longest time, the mindset was going into, okay, I'm buying a core system. I'm doing a large core system replacement. This has a 10-year lifespan or a 15-year lifespan or a five-year lifespan. Um, now, with what, what, when we say evergreen, we mean you're, you're going to put your IP as a company on a platform that's designed to to last without an end date in mind. And, and that's part of the power of the cloud. And that's part of the power of software as a service. Our, our commitment as a vendor is to continue to release updates and enhancements, kind of get away from large versions, large scale upgrades, and have a slow but steady, or sorry, a fast but steady release of bits of functionality that are that are always adding value so that you're always as a company staying on the latest offering from duck creek which really to your point about the it becoming a strategic partner to the business they can be more involved in the initiatives of launching a new product or enhancing a reporting infrastructure or launching into a new geography and those types of initiatives that really drive top line and bottom line growth for insurance companies don't have to be put on hold for nine months when someone's going through a major upgrade for to an on-premise core system or a three-year um, re-implementation of a new core system so the the, the days of large-scale IT projects that are designed to have a begin date and an end date those are ending and, and we're moving towards technology that evolves and grows with the business as well. And so, you know, there'll still be maintenance 
Um, and, and I think maintenance is, is usually seen as a, as a bad word. Um, but I think it, there's good maintenance and there's bad maintenance. There's bad maintenance if you're always having to do having these these large contracts where you're still paying vendors for obsolete technology and having to do large integration and re regression tests when you do simple changes. But then there's good maintenance where you're staying on the latest release from your technology partners and you're investing in automated testing and different methods to make sure that your system, when it comes time to implement a new line of business, um, which has a new UI, it has new forms, it has new documents, it has new rules, it has new, you know, there's a lot involved with launching new insurance products, but to make sure you only have to kind of be focused on testing what you need to test and, and not worried about the um, the 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 the, uh, the whole system um, working. Right. No, really, really great perspective. And I think uh, an interesting distinction you make between good maintenance versus bad maintenance, bad maintenance really be just literally keeping the lights on and, and putting resources towards those sort of tasks. Um, but yeah, agree 100 percent. And I think, uh, yeah, Evergreen, really, uh, really interesting and core concept that we're, we're seeing a lot more of and just uh, being able to, as you said, continuously deliver that new functionality, those new software enhancements, new integrations of the vendor ecosystem. And then the other side of the leaf of this Evergreen leaf, as you said, is uh, just the carrier being able to make those tweaks to their core system and know that it's not going to uh, have an end of life, that they're going to be able to grow with it and add on over time. So uh, my, my next question is, in order to make Evergreen SaaS systems a reality, what technological changes needed to come together? Yeah, so foundationally, um, the, the public cloud obviously has transformed the, the entire technology, technology infrastructure of, of the world, really. Um, so it starts with that. Uh, then it, it quickly becomes a conversation about software architecture. So a lot of people, you know, when, when we're engaged in vendor evaluations are still evaluating what does a software solution do out of the box and not as many questions are about how is the software solution built. Um, it, it's changing slowly. Um, hopefully it'll start changing more rapidly, but but really it's the public cloud plus smart architecture, which enables evergreen. Um, and, and when I say smart architecture, I, I mean, uh, you know, you have to have uh, the right approach to APIs because integrations are always an expensive pain point and you know you're going to, you know data sources are going to evolve. Um, you know user interface technology is going to evolve and you know all of these things are going to evolve but at different rates. So you can't really predict what's going to change when because insurers are in the game of, you know, insuring customers against risk, not making predictions on how technology is going to change. So to hedge against that risk, you need to have an underlying architecture that is API driven that can handle the different integrations to UIs and pass data through it with minimal possible re-effort and reuse and um, and you know minimize the, the the again the regression testing burden, which I'll probably hit too much throughout this podcast. But really, it's the it's the longest thing that that uh, can delay speed to market. Um, especially when you're when you're launching new products, um, I, I often like to say 
code is very, very cheap to write, uh, but very expensive to maintain. So, you know, what looks like initially a really smart and fast way to do something can, can ultimately lead into technical debt if it's not done correctly. Um, and so the, the last bit about really what needs to happen from the architecture perspective to enable Evergreen is something that we call low code. And this is what is where rather than writing code to solve a business problem, um, code again, cheap to write, expensive to maintain, hard to pass from person to person, is low code is using specific configuration tools to create metadata files uh, that house critical IP that carriers have. So product definitions, um, underwriting rules and acceptability criteria, what's an acceptable limits package, all of those, there's so many more rules embedded in web pages for insurance transactions than there are like simple e-commerce transactions. That's why core systems are, are so kind of ex have these long implementation cycles and, and you know, why it, it takes so long for insurers to keep up with the latest technology trends is, is our products are more complicated than typical consumer products, even though we get compared to that on the user experience. But, but by putting a lot of that insurance IP rather in a code layer, which has to be re-implemented from time to time, just because the nature of, of programming changes from time to time, people are always wanting to write in the latest technology. You, you use low-code tools to house your IP, and then you insulate it from changes in um, user interfaces and in the way consumers want to, to talk to you. And, and that allows you to, to really stay evergreen with the core system aspect of the solution. Gotcha. No, that's definitely a number of things from the, the smart ac architecture, and it's all connected to with the APIs and low code, as you just mentioned, and being fundamental to to that architecture. And when you use those tools, keeping keeping your code separate from what the vendor's uh, core software code is. Really, really interesting perspective. Um, kind of on that note, I know you, you mentioned a lot of the technology changes that needed to happen to make Evergreen a reality. And I'm curious if you could delve in a little bit more to the people and processes. What, what needed to change from a, a people and processes standpoint or what needs to change um, from that point of view in order to take advantage of evergreen technologies for, uh, for a carrier? Yeah, so it's a huge mindset shift. So what's, what's more risky? Um, one large giant release a year or 26 small releases in a year once every two weeks? Um, the, I think the gut reaction is, well, every time you touch something, there's risk. Um, but that's because we're used to large bulk changes going into production with long testing cycles, long uh, requirements gathering, long development cycles. And, you know, we've, we've been saying the word agile for over a decade now, but, but very few shops really, especially in the core system space, embrace all aspects of agile because of the complexity of the underlying enterprise architecture. There's just so many integrations and so much data being passed forth and so many rules, it's really hard to live into that. Um, so getting, but, but the reality is if you think about the problem of going, okay, I, do, I need to commit to staying current. I need to, and if I do commit to staying current, 
then I never need to replace this system. How do I begin to think about my release cycle, my in environment code elevation processes, my DevOps and automation processes? How do I automate everything? How do I create alarm bells? How do we get away from manual testing? And so it's really taking the, the, the all of the knowledge that people have amassed with the difficulties of running insurance core systems, which are real, and thinking about the problems differently to say, okay, rather than preparing for this one big release cycle, as you're and as you go through that, you inevitably accrue some of the technical debt that inevitably creates this momentum to say, oh gosh, the platform is just end of life. We've got to start again, and saying we're never going to get into that position and. There's tools available to us now to help prevent us from getting into that position. And what does that mean from a business st process standpoint? What does that mean from an SLA standpoint with the product management and the actuarial function for releasing new rates? What does that mean for my relationship with the marketing function in order to keep our agent portals up to date? You know, what does that mean for my relationship with the finance function to make sure that the reports that we need to report both to to the states or to whatever regulatory bureau or to investors and shareholders you know you know how do we how do we think about all of the different places data needs to come in and data needs to go out and make sure that that we have a system that that we can you know almost have monitoring and telemetry all the way throughout so that we don't feel like we need to do these these massive process these massive changes and these massive testing efforts and so it's it's a mindset shift and it's a mindset shift with sort of an awareness of kind of what's available with you know best in class modern devops processes and and, and once you sort of get to that point and you start thinking about the problem from i'm always going to keep this current and it's never going to be something that that is end of life you start to think about it naturally leads you to think through the architecture in a way that you, you sort of end up in a place that that is evergreen um and it, it's a big mindset shift and it, and it takes a long time and i think one of the things that, that we see rob that that is when carriers do this for the first time they're not going through the large core system transformation where i want to um completely replace legacy system, roll all of those policies into the new system that is evergreen. Instead, it's let's start a new line of business with this idea that the platform it's on is evergreen, learn um, in more of a low stakes environment how as a company we need to behave to live up to this idea of evergreen. And then step two is figure out how to do the large scale migrations. Gotcha. Yeah, no, definitely sounds like uh, certainly a big uh, organizational mindset shift, but one that will will pay off and pay dividends in the future once you're able to get everyone up and running and on that on that framework, on that uh, more rapid, uh, agile uh, approach. And and so I think you know it speaks to uh, carriers being all too familiar with the pain of software upgrades and. In fact, in our recent survey, we, we found that 53% of respondents are upgrading their IT systems only once every two to three years. And, uh, you know, of course, at Duck Creek, we've designed Duck Creek On Demand. It's an evergreen solution. We keep our customers current uh, with new releases as we put them out, um, new software enhancements, 
um, updating the underlying infrastructure, security enhancements, new integrations, and so forth. That being said, though, I'm curious uh, for your perspective, uh, and you were touching on this a little bit earlier, but what do the future of Evergreen core systems look like, and how is Duck Creek On Demand incrementally leaning in and approaching that future state of uh, that next evolution of Evergreen? Yeah, so th this gets back to the concept of good maintenance versus bad maintenance. Well, you know, one of the part of being a, a Duck Creek On Demand customer is, you know, we commit to you that we're going to keep you current, but you have to commit to us that you're going to put in the effort to, to become, to, to, to stay current on the latest versions of, of Duck Creek as well. And that, that requires an effort in maintenance to always kind of be going through the process with us. And, and that's, but that's healthy maintenance that allows your business to still be agile and, and responsive to, you know, identifying new risks and getting products out there ahead of the competition, identifying underserved pockets of uh, geographies and, and getting in there quick, right? Um, bad maintenance is where you're just spending all of your time keeping the lights on. And deferred maintenance is almost even worse. That's where you're saying, oh, I know I should do this upgrade, but instead of doing that upgrade, I'm going to go use the version I'm on to launch a new product and use the version I'm on to expand into a new geography. And that's those are some of the behaviors that create that technical debt that lead to end of life of the system. So, you know, I, I you know, we've committed ourselves to pushing out smaller and smaller bits of functionality so it's easier to at an increased pace. Um, so it's easier to take those upgrades in a non-disruptive fashion and also to invest in guidelines and principles and architecture and, and things around the software and services to, to help our customers implement the software in ways that it is easier to upgrade. You know, the culmination of this is, is our latest claims platform where we're pushing out new versions of the application every two weeks. And, and that we've really challenged ourselves as an organization to do that and challenging our customers as an organization as their organizations to do that too. And it freaks people out at first, but it's really like a, uh, an endpoint that's so quick, so fast that it forces people to really rethink through processes and really embrace automation and really commit to staying current. And if you're always current, then you're by definition evergreen because you're never going to get to this point where it's just not working for you anymore. That's uh, yeah, really exciting to hear about that and the continuous updates that we're, we're we're now delivering with claims and looking to continue to extend across our product suite and in, into the future. Um, so uh, if if you don't have anything else, Scott, I think we can wrap it up here today. It's uh, it's been great having you on the show. Thanks, Rob. Um, thanks for having me. It's been exciting to be on the show, and and hopefully you guys will invite me back in the future. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you are welcome anytime. All right. Bye. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for listening to Conversations on the Creek. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check out all of our other episodes and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and DuckCreek.com. We'll see you in the next episode.